This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for what it's all about. Thursday edition of the Live at Five show, uh, over-modulating on my Facebook feed for some reason or other. I don't know why. Dip, 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 uh, Looks okay now. Uh, so uh, let's get things started here on a... What is today? Overcast Thursday. Overcast. Get used to saying that for the next five weeks. What the hell is the April... Well, we have April showers, right? April gloom. Uh, anyway, I didn't hear much of the hotline show today. I was kind of busy, although I was on the hotline show today, so I wasn't that busy, but I didn't, I don't remember what they talked about. I really don't. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, thanks for the news junkie, uh, spell over the big taking all types of segments from yesterday's show and the day before, not to mention the interview, I believe with Mario Frazzo is still on there now. I just hope I don't come across as this doom and gloom white guy. I listen to Glenn Beck across town, you know. Don't tell Jim I do that. But Glenn Beck is is one of those guys where, you know, it's it's no wonder he's telling everyone to, you know, invest in gold. If you listen to him or a lot of other people, for that matter, Sean Hannity, Mr. Repetitiveness, it's like we might as well just cash in. Like what's left? So I don't want to come across that way. But I made a comparison, and I was, I was referring to, of course, our, our Mayor Jeff Smith uh, as, uh, as one of the last Mohicans. Now, that's not to suggest that everyone that Je- uh, Jeff knows uh, growing up has left Watertown. It's just that the majority has. And it's not just here in Watertown. It's, happened in, it's been happening in our cities, by the way, uh, for, for the last 60 years. You know, the, the, the migration from uh, city life <coughs> to suburbia. Or to the rural communities, that's that's nothing new, and as a consequence, and again, take it for what it's worth. I mean, if this is uh, an unkind thing to say, uh, you know, whoever is occupying a, a, a city should should represent, or, or should have representatives representing the city. You know, AOC proved that; she boasted about it. She she ousted an 18-year or a nine-time con- congressional uh, uh, leader in there in her district. As someone who, for the most part, was out of touch, he realized that. You know, Governor uh, Murphy of New Jersey, he realizes he's out of touch. He almost lost that race in a very blue state to, to virtually nobody. Not to mention their top state senator lost to a truck driver who spent $1,800 on his campaign. These guys have to start figuring it out. But uh, it, we're, we're, just, we're just not who we were. 
And that doesn't necessarily mean that Watertown's falling apart because we have more of, I guess, of a, of a progressive approach. But I make comparisons to where the progressive, uh, you know, uh, leadership has gone wrong. I mean, if you watch Fox News, and again, maybe that's my fault, but I'm not walking away from Fox News because they do it too damn well. <clears throat> they really do. I mean, the stuff that Tucker's talking about on his show, not to mention Fox Nation. Oh, by the way, uh, CNN Plus, where Chris Wallace decided for some reason or other to jump off the biggest, mightiest ship in the, in, in the media history, that being Fox, and decided to, uh, to go over to CNN just months before, uh, what's-his-face, Jeff Zucker was let go. Well, they just they pulled the plug on the entire operation. What's Chris Wallace going to do? I guess they owe him the money. But whatever. So anyway, uh, yeah, so you got, you got places like Los Angeles and New York City. You know, this whole, this Gascon guy, you know, all these George Saros protégés, all these people that he put into office. You know, you could say, like, wow, look, look, look what they've done to Los Angeles. But, you know, if you talk to the Latino community, it might be a completely different ball of wax. There's a guy on audio. He's in a, it's, it's a, I guess you've got to refer to it as a, a jailhouse confession. Because anyone who's in, a, like, a local jail, it doesn't really matter where you are. It could be right here in Jefferson County. It could be in Lewis County. We saw a high-profile case recently where all conversations are, are recorded. So they have this uh, known gang member, member excuse me, in uh, Los Angeles, probably South L.A., that was pr- boasting about the, the district attorney, Gascon. And uh, because, hey, man, this guy's doing it right. Yeah, this is good. So to that community, especially those who break the law by shooting each other, they love it. It's, it's giving them a second chance. You know, to the Gascones of the world and, and uh, the D.A. Bragg, I don't know his first name, out of New York City, it's their city. That's my point. It's their city now. So just if you don't like it, just get the hell out. We, we, we don't see such progressiveness here. Our, our crime rate is low, although if you saw the report today, a news junkie, we're the second highest rape rate in the state, according to data from 2020. That's disturbing. But uh, for the most part, we're not in New York City. We're, we're not even a Syracuse or certainly not a Rochester. But the American cities are going in a direction that the American cities want to go. So when you see a story about a kid getting, not assaulted, if you will, but arrested for stealing, I believe, his 16th bag or or 16th time that he's been caught, uh, you know, with uh, with sticky fingers at a local grocery store. So we don't know about the previous 16 or 15, depending upon which is which. We don't know about that. No. No. But we will know when someone records an eight-year-old being, you know, put in the back seat of a, of a patrol car. That's when it all comes out. <gasps> Look what they're doing to this young eight-year-old child. This, is this the America we want? It's like, no, I don't want. I don't want to see a, an eight-year-old in the back of a squad car. There's reports that uh, you know the police officer took the bag and emptied, it, emptied the bag in front of him. And this is this is on the video apparently. And, and if that happened, that's that's unfortunate but again no one was there when the kid stole 15 times prior and is that the kid's fault no at eight years old you can't blame the kid you can blame the neighborhood you can certainly blame it blame his parents but at this point it's it's fodder for the media that's all they need they need the next george floyd if there's a police officer dumb enough to put himself in a situation like uh, uh, Jervin did, or whatever his name, Derek, in Minneapolis, well, then you got you deserve what's coming to you. 
But even in a circumstance where the police are so frustrated with going back to these same corner stores and dealing with the same, the same situations, you know, they get the call, oh, we got another kid stealing stuff from us, and, you know, do you want to be the police officer that shows up there? And if you do, are you frustrated the second, third, fourth, fifth time? I dare say you probably are. Last I checked, police, police, policemen are, and women, they're human too. They don't want to go to the same place all the time over a bag of Doritos. So they might be a little bit rude every now and then. Why? Because some people are just not tough enough in these kids. How often have we, have we talk, talked about how back in the day the last thing that you, know, you wanted your parents to know is that you were bad in school. You did something wrong. You didn't want to go home because the principal, assistant principal, the teacher would send a note and says, your son was bad today. This, that doesn't happen today. And if it does, it's like, oh, my child is, is an angel. They must be wrong. That coming from in more than likely a single house, single mother household. And that's an insult in itself right there. But the discipline's lost, folks. 15, 16 times this kid is caught, but we only find out about the 16th time. Why? Because the visual that, that favors the left, the establishment's bad. We're the, we're the reason why America sucks. And look what they're doing to our children. That's the rhetoric. And they get away with it all the time. They really do. So if you don't want to live in a city, I don't blame you. Certainly in Los Angeles, just for walking down the street, someone just knock you over the head just because they want to. And they can get away with it. And if you own a store, they can steal upwards of $900 or more and get away with that too. Who the hell wants to live like that? Who really wants to live like that? And do you see Sonny Houston on The View, you know, reaching out to her community? He says, guys... Just because you can get away with stealing upwards of $1,200 of merchandise at the local, you know, Nike store doesn't mean that you should do it. Not to mention showing up in your, in your Toyota Camry. I saw one guy, he, he opened up his back trunk with his, with his automatic door opener or trunk opener. Boop, boop. And he threw a TV in the back and left. Guy driving a Camry, does he need a TV? Is, is, has, has there been racial injustice in his life? Doesn't seem to be. Again, opportunists, they're emboldened because the white liberal class allows them to because they say you can do this. You can get away with this. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. If you want to reach out to me, by all means, it's a Thursday. Uh, just give me a shout and tell me what's on your mind. Uh, it might be local. It might be sports-oriented. The Yankees lost today. Once again, the Yankees have been shut out. That's, that's uh, three, three shutouts in 11 games. Now, I do got this uh, a question from someone who's in broadcasting. I haven't spoken to him in a long time. Uh, in fact, it's been since July of 2021 when he sent me something. But anyway, I'm looking at uh, He's asking me, Glenn, any updates on the State Street streaker? Well, actually, there is. And I'm going to send him a picture right now. And I, would refu- I, 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 I forwarded it to our friends over at News Junkie. But it's so revealing that this type of picture will not be seen on News Junkie. But it does prove it does give us credence to what we reported just yesterday about the allegations of a naked man in Lower State Street, and some questions I were I raised some questions and thinking that maybe this was photoshopped because no one else had any other visual evidence, and uh, and then I was mistaken because there's at least two three other visuals of this gentleman literally walking in front of uh, Holy Family uh, School which in itself is disturbing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, mental illness, more than likely. 
wrong, indecent exposure, oh, it, it, you bet. No doubt. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. I was, uh, I was curious what your opinion was. I wanted to call Jeff show earlier. Yeah. The guy that is accused of murder. Um, oh, wait, wait. Accused of what? You got cut up. Murdering, murdering the girl there. Yeah, where? Oh, in Potsdam? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then they said he had COVID and they didn't arraign him. Right. Um, they did indict him, but and I, I don't know this person whatsoever. I'm not from the area. I don't know anything about it. But I do know they have no motive. Right. They have no confession. No. They have no weapon. Right. They can't find you the know, gun. They have nothing. So I just, mm-hmm. you know, why is he still being held, really? I mean, well, other than they said there was a gray car, a four-door car in the area. Right. He had a gray four-door car and was spotted in the area on, like, a you know security camera. Right, right. I, don't, I mean, I mean that you know. Again, you know, typically, especially around here, uh, no one's going to ask any serious questions. And yet, I, although we are the news and talk authority, I can't give you any any answers. This it, this whole thing is an enigma. It really doesn't add up. Uh, why they got this guy as a suspect to begin with? I, I guess they checked out his GPS and they knew he was in the vicinity, and he, they saw that his car went from there to Malone back up to Messina. I don't know. I really don't know, other than yeah, it's I an mean, ongoing investigation. Him. And, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder how much of it just it is. Uh, um, you know, and I, I'm i a good old boy, but but I wonder how much of it, it is just this kind of good old boy backdoor. It's just well, a good old boy. That'll, that'll appease everybody, the news, the families, and uh, we'll call it good. Right. But the guy has no record. Yeah, I guess not. No, uh, I find it fascinating, and it's not talked about, and they keep putting on the news that they want uh, more information. Anybody has any information? That's a good point. That's a good point, because I guess they're trying to, I think they think they have their guy, but they need the public's help to, to identify. But like you said, there appears to be no motive. They didn't know each other. I don't, can't imagine why. She's, I mean, it's, it's a college yeah. environment. You know, people from all over the, the country or state, for that matter, can run into each other at any given time. But... Uh, it, it doesn't add up. It is a strange story. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I think so. And I wish, I, you know, I wish that part would get a little more attention other than it's like, the guy uh, was blasted, you know, on the news, and he's a murderer, and that is, you know, right, cut right. and dried. He's indicted, and it's like, well, you have no motive, no weapon, right. no confession. Well, yeah, the guy looks, nothing. the guy looks, I mean, not for nothing, the guy looks like just a normal stoner, you know, I mean, I, again, I, it, I yeah, said, and I read well, I read up on it, and he has no uh, no previous. There's no priors other than his mother passed away, and he got a DWI hmm. like the night of her funeral or something. Yeah, understandable. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that makes the guy a murderer. No, no. Well, what about what about this uh, handyman guy down there in, in Queens? I know I'm switching gears here, but uh, the 51 year old woman was found uh, dead, stabbed what 50 times or so. And now she uh, now it comes out that she was having an affair with someone who was essentially like nine ten years younger than she was, and he was a handyman at the house. That's oh god, I just feels like I didn't see that one. Yeah, no, that's the one where she, uh, there's uh, a, a security camera uh, showing some dark figure dragging a uh, a duffel bag down the road somewhere in Kew Gardens or Forest Hills, wherever the hell that was in Queens. Nice neighborhood, by the way. And uh, yeah, they determined they they got the suspect yesterday. It was her uh, it was her lover. So that that's tough enough. You lose your wife, uh, you you lose your mother, 
And then you realize that her, her lover killed her, or her ex-lover in the house. This, yeah. It's a terrible story. <laughs> but in that case, obviously, no, they, they're putting two and two together. And in this case, in Potsdam that you're referring to, it's just not adding up. And I'm glad you brought it up because, you know what, just like so many other news cycles, it kind of goes away. Remember, this was the front page of the, of the New York Post the very next day. Because she was from Putnam Yeah, and I, I don't know this person. I want to make that very clear. Yeah, that's right. I'm not from the area. I don't know anybody involved. Who are you, Leon 2.0? I just watch it. And I keep seeing the news articles come out in the Times, and it's like, oh, or 7 News. Anybody with any information will yeah. obviously yeah. got nothing. So how do you even, can, how can you even hold the guy? That's true. A good point. You should have been a lawyer. Who knows? Should get, uh, you could be yeah. uh, Lee Bailey and get him out of jail. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Len. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts about what we just talked about, and we have the Duff Man. What's going on, man? Mr. Curry. What's how happening? You doing? Good, good. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, I was out of town. I, I, I see this guy, uh, pictures on Facebook of this guy walking naked downtown. Yeah. It's funny that nobody else reported it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, now we have visuals of at least three different images of this guy. One of them is a video, and no report of this. And, and, and yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah. Wasn't he down near the church? I mean, he was almost by that the church, right? Oh, well, he walked by the school. He walked by uh, Holy Family. I was going to show his way up there, but he must have walked all the way down because it looked like he was close to the buildings there, the Marcy building and all that. No, I, well, I, I, what's worse is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to you right now. All right, so I got your phone. Is your first four, uh, three digits 405? No. Okay. Re- you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I know what my number is. It's, I switched to, uh, it's my office number is my cell phone number and every number, all my numbers. Uh, all right. What is that? 315-788-1885. Why can't I find it? I don't understand this. Well, because you're probably in my office number. And you're just, everybody prefers to call the cell phone, but that's. My cell phone number. Now. Well, uh, it's no big deal. But yeah, the the picture that I was going yeah. to send you is uh, yeah, he's literally walking in front of Holy Family. So um, wow. Yeah, that's that's pretty yeah, that's, sad. That's a strange thing. I mean, there's a lot of people were commenting on it and so on. Just, yeah, I don't I don't get. I mean, he must have been out for what five minutes. I mean, how long does it take to walk anywhere with or without clothes? And well, it looks, I mean, it was cold. Was it cold out? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like, yeah, it was It was broad daylight. It wasn't like 60, 70 degrees out. No, it, it was wasn't that, like no, 40 no. 50s. Yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe he's got thin, thick skin. Who knows? I don't know. But he was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he needs help, you know. I mean, he definitely you know, needs help. And, do that. And, but, uh, again, indecent exposure, from what I understand, is illegal. And you can't do that. Yeah. So. But well, they wouldn't hold him on that now. Uh, yeah, no, of course not. Well, I mean, you yeah. know, you heard me talk earlier about how Bragg and, and all these DAs are essentially saying, like, hey, if we're going to take over our cities, if we're going to govern our cities as mayor, as council person, or DA, we're not going to incarcerate our own people because that doesn't get them anywhere. Because if, if you go and rape somebody, you're going to put away a person of color for 25 years, where does that get you? And that's, yeah. their, that's yeah. their thinking process, at least, stuff, man. Well, the only thing I found is there were people commenting about the the young guy, the young kid getting caught stealing. Yeah, and they thought the police were a little rough with him or something or whatever. That's the visual. Yeah, that's what that's what the left but needs. I mean, they need that visual. The, the, the kid had, the kid has been doing this for quite a while now. Long time. The thing that comes to my mind is is two things. The kid was hungry. Right. It means his parents are neglecting him. Exactly. And maybe child services should be involved in this because right. kids just don't go out and steal food like that. 
so brazenly at, at that age. Right. That's one thing you got to look at. The other thing is he's being neglected. Mm-hmm. He's running the streets by himself, and he's in the downtown area, right, Syracuse? Right. You know, and this and that has been reported. They were stealing. How many times did he steal and not get seen or caught? Right. And you know, something's got to be done on that. Mm-hmm. Can't blame the police for doing their jobs. It's really, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not. Bad phone. supposed to steal other people's stuff. Right. But at the um, end of the day, at the end of the day, all those things that you just said were right. But uh, all they needed was the visual of a, of a crying kid and, and someone spilling a, 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 the, the bag that he stole in front of him. That's all they need. The, fir- the first 15 times of the kid go walking into a store and stealing something, no, they don't yeah. need that. They don't need but that. But that's the problem. are not going to fix that. Hey, look, at if I got caught doing something, the police, you know, if the police kick me in the ass and said, get home. Right. Or I'm going to go and I'm going to take you home. You know, I, you know, you did what they told them to do. That was just, you respected authority. Yeah, those days are Nobody over. respects authority no. anymore. Right. And when you take that away and give people excuses not to do it, right. it, it, go, it transcends the whole yeah. uh, uh, Community. civilization. Right. I mean, especially here now, you see the open crimes and people doing stuff. The other thing I've, I've heard, too, is there's a lot of people that are committing fraud and stuff because... The government's kind of like saying it's okay to do it. Right, 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 right. Well, because you know you, you you were put in a corner when you were born that way, and if you weren't born like uh, like like Duff and Glenn Curry, therefore, well, you know you were born with one arm behind your back. Apparently, you know if you if you watch the Joy Reid show, you, you'd realize that uh, not only did we have it so good, we had it too good, and now they're going to take it back and chase us right out of every city in America. Well, so that's their problem. They didn't grow up with me because there were a lot. Of no, I know, but they don't care about. They don't. They just, they think. No, if, I know. And, and, I you know. know let me let me add another insult to uh, to this. If, if as a white person you did not exceed uh, succeed, then you're a real loser. That's the way they look at it because you already have two steps ahead of everyone else. Oh, you didn't get anywhere in life. Well, then you're a real loser. Oh my God, you suck. Cheapest. Yeah. Look at all the advantages you had just from the moment you came out of your mother's womb. That's the way they look at it. Mm-hmm. But listen, Duff, I got to go because I think Joe's calling up today. Oh, you got Joe calling. Yeah, up. well, he didn't call him yesterday, so he's going to call him. Today. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Late, come lately. <laughs> all right, thanks, Duff. Yeah, you got to bend over for him. All right, buddy. All right, thanks. <laughs> I got somebody on the line. I don't know who it is. It might be Joe Stanley. Hi, you're in the air. Hello, Ron. It's not Joe. Blind guy. Uh, every week we have to stand by for Joe. He never seems to show up. Yeah, I know. At the right time, but and anyway, uh, uh, you made reference uh, earlier in the show, uh, just a quick reference without any specifics about. Uh, you, you said that we have the the second highest rape rate. Yeah. In New York State, I find that rather uh, disturbing, and I was wondering if you had any more information. Is, is that the city of Watertown? Or the town of Watertown, or Jefferson yeah. County, or is it this year, last year? Any specifics on that, like the age group, or where? Or yeah, let me let me check. Uh, let me check. That's a that's a nasty statistic, and, and, yeah. and it's the first I'd heard of it, and I was wondering if you could expand on it. Yeah, I will. I tell you what, let me let me let me do this. Let me, let me take it off the air for now because I got to do a break here in a little bit. But let me find it first, and then uh, and then I'll and I'll say it over the air. Does that does that work? Yeah, I'll hang up and uh, awesome. listen to you. Great, thank you, my friend. All right, so uh, it is on News Junkie. I'll find it. i got to do a break. I'm running behind. So let's do the break. We'll be back right after this. It's our state assembly district. All right, we're back. All right, so I got the article in front of me. This is right on News Junkie. According to Big Frog 104. Big Frog 104. Utica. Gribbit. Not to be confused with other frogs. That wouldn't come out with a story like this, to be quite honest. But nonetheless, here it is. Uh, three of the most uh, dangerous Empire State cities are in central New York. 
Now, again, uh, these are based on per capita, right? I mean, you could have 8 million people in New York City and still have a lower crime rate than Rochester. Rochester last year, for instance, had, what, 90 murders or something of that nature. Their, their murder rate was higher than the city of New York. And you might think, oh, my God, that's, geez, who's going to go to Rochester? Well, Rochester's not even close to the size of, of New York City. But their rate per every 10,000 people was higher. So I just want to make that clear. I, and, and, and by the way, when I say I want to be, I, I want to be clear. Let, let me be clear. The one, a lot of people say that uh, on, on pundit TV shows like Hannity. And one, the guy that says that all the time is Leon 2.0, formerly a, a liberal. Him and Larry Elder would go back and forth on the issues. And then one day he just got so fed up with the, with the new Democratic Party that he became Leon 2.0. He's a good guy. I like him. He's a lawyer. I think he's out of Los Angeles. I know he's out of California. But he's always yelling. I, I, I want to be, let, let me make this, I want to be clear. Let me, I want to be clear. I know. You are clear. We get it. We understand. So whenever I hear that, I have a triggered reaction. Anyway, dip, 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 dip. All right, so uh, three of the ten most dangerous cities in the Empire State are in central New York. Ten dangerous cities in New York, three in central New York, blah, blah, blah. Okay, first one up. There you go. Binghamton. The overall crime rate is nearly twice as high as the national uh, average in Binghamton. There's about one violent crime every day in the city and, and uh, third highest burglary rate in the entire state. Okay. Then the very next one is, yes, you guessed it, folks, Watertown, New York. They have a picture of uh, the plaza there off 81. Like, well, is that symbolic of Watertown? I don't think so. Watertown has the second highest rate of rape in the state. There were zero murders, according to the FBI numbers from 2020. Well, COVID really, you know, kept us uh, indoors. We couldn't kill anybody. But that's, that's disturbing. It really is. The second highest rate of rape in the state? I mean, I mean let's put your thinking caps on. Could you remember a lot of... Uh, again, it happens. It's, it sucks. But in answer to a question that somebody had earlier prior in, during the break, no, it doesn't give the breakdown of the degree of rape. In other words, is, the, is this just all... Levels of, of, you know, not that rape is good in any measure by any means, but is it first degree, second degree, third degree? Now, what this person said, I won't disclose their name, disclose their name, it doesn't, but they said, example, third degree rape, is that, what that means, and, and this is his uh, assessment, a legal person once told me that the third degree means that she said yes, could be he, oh, this is a joke. I guess it's... A, is this a joke? <laughs> I never mind. I won't even read it. But anyway, so Watertown, just an answer to the, the question. Uh, that's where I'm drawing this information. It's right on News Junkie. By the way, number three was Oneida. Oneida has a surprisingly high rate of larceny and sexual assault, making it the third most dangerous city in New York. And beyond that, number four, Buffalo. Buffalo has the highest violent rate in the state. That translates, translates rather into one in 98 chance of being the victim of violence. Over the course of a year. Well, that's, that's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, you could say the same thing about Chicago. And I know crime is spreading beyond the, the bad neighborhoods. But let's face it. If you live on the shorelines of a, 
of Lake Michigan, more than likely you're not going to get shot just for going to get a loaf of bread or something. Number five, Rochester. Rochester has the state's second highest murder rate and averages four violent crimes every day. Number six, Johnson City. Uh, where the hell is Johnson City? Johnson City has the uh, least violent rate in the state, but the highest property crime rate. Malone, New York, a place where, believe it or not, I have some connection to. Malone in upstate New York may ha be a small city, but it has a high rate of burglary. Isn't that something? I guess if you rob one house in, uh, in, in, in Malone, you're going to be in the top ten. Number eight, Albany. Albany is home to the third highest violent crime rate and sees more than one burglary every day and a car theft every other day on average. And you know what that translates to? That means, when you think about it, oh, that means like there's at least 15 you know, car thefts in January, 15 in February, or 14. Do the math. So no, not at all. Uh, once, the, once the warm weather starts happening, that's when, car rate, that, that's when people get their cars stolen in Albany. There's no one stealing a car in January, February, March. So on average, it's probably about two per day between Memorial Day and Halloween. My father was a cop. I've said this before. I'll say it again and again. But he said that summer was the time to find out who moved in during the winter. Number nine, Syracuse. Lock up your stuff in Syracuse. The city has the highest burglary rate in the state. And number 10... Utica, the overall crime rate in Utica is more than twice as high as the typical town or city of New York. There you go. So, And then it has a quick assessment of the most dangerous cities in the Northeast. Number two is Buffalo. Number four is Rochester. And number nine is Syracuse. So there you go. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. You ask and I shall answer. That is my goal here. I might not have all the answers, but with News Junkie at your disposal, you have a lot of things here. And the other big stories that we haven't talked about is they, that, that young kid, I believe from Lewis County, driving in excess of 100 miles an hour on Arsenal Street last October admit, admits guilt in high-speed accident on Arsenal Street. It's a miracle no one died. And there were soldiers uh, from the Fort Trump community that were there and prepared. And if they were, weren't there, there would have been at least one fatality. So God was there on Arsenal Street when this happened. You know, I, today I was trying to, you know, pass somebody on Arsenal Street. And, yes, I did exceed 40 miles an hour. I did break the rules. I broke the law on Arsenal Street. But as I did it, and it's because this person was wandering all over the place. They were from out of state. They didn't look like they knew what the hell they were doing. So I wanted to get out of their way. But even at 40, 42 miles an hour on Arsenal Street is like, it's, it's excessive. It's like you're passing people immediately. I just can't imagine someone doing 100 miles an hour on Arsenal Street. Why in the world would this kid do it? And then there's another guy who got in trouble up there in Governor at uh, the restaurant there, I believe, during Super Bowl. Uh, arrest made in the death of a man injured in the Governor bar fight. Big dude, as you might expect. The victim was, too. And something went wrong. I don't know if it was a spilled drink or a pool game or someone pinched somebody they weren't supposed to. Uh, but uh, this kid, uh, you know, he's a young man. I mean, I'm not here to judge, but I've seen it before. It's amazing. Bar, barroom brawls, they, they can be very, very nasty. It's a shame the victim, you know, it, uh, again, I, I, wh why he didn't go to the hospital that night, I don't know why. Uh, maybe it was his pride. I, I have no idea. 
But if he did, he'd probably still be alive. That doesn't make anything any better or worse. But look out. If you're going to have you know, uh, any type of argument, do yourself a favor. Just, just be careful, okay? I know alcohol is a terrible... I mean, it's so easy to say. You know, you get kids at a young age... You know, they teach them this, you know, the, 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 they teach them, well, like, hey, this is what, you don't want to drink and drive. And you teach these kids that are like 11 or 12 years old, so they're not even driving yet. You got to drive this point when they're drinking, when they get into college. Because once you get to that level, one, you know, once you get away from school or your parents, all those things they taught you about, oh, don't do this, don't drink and drive, oh, I won't do that. Of course you're not. You're 11 years old. You're not even driving yet. And it's a good message to send. You want to instill it in them, but you want to get it to them when they get to school or when they get out of high school. And this is the time when your rationale goes right out the window. Why? Because you're drinking. And you got start getting tough. And some people don't react well to, to being drunk. Johnny Carson, as an example, was just a mean, nasty drunk. He admitted that later on. He says drinking just made him miserable. George, uh, George W. Bush, he said he stopped drinking because he's just he was miserable. He liked to drink and he became another person altogether and there's just so many people that just you know gets you know pissed off over nothing and then someone's not you know picking up anything at uh, one o'clock in the morning and they decide to take it out on somebody else just be careful out there i've seen it and it's a very sad circumstance here's a young man in a grave and another guy that's going to go to jail for at least six months to a year and that will forever be on his record as having killed someone in a barroom brawl I don't know what's worse. I mean, obviously, I don't want to be the victim of, of someone killing me in a bar or a brawl because you know, that's the end of your life. But I certainly wouldn't want to be on the other end either. All right, so no one's chiming in. If you want to chime in, by all means, 755-1240, And it's funny because, uh, not funny, but I look at the, uh, the houses for sale just to get an assessment of what houses are going for these days. And there's a beautiful house. It's a ranch. On uh, on uh, uh, Sunset Ridge, on it's it's listed on News Junkie as we speak, and I'm looking at it, and it's check this out, four hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars. So I looked at it, I was like, Sunset, woo boy, that's that's a beautiful part of town. There's no doubt about it. It's a beautiful home. I hope they get that dollar amount, but four hundred fifty nine thousand dollars. And Jim Levin just stepped in the office. Hey, how are you doing? Good. So. I just wanted to uh, introduce a friend of mine from yes. my hometown of West Hartford, Connecticut. Yes. Uh, his name is Jim Rappaport, and uh, our families, we didn't know each other, but our families knew each other. And uh, where, where's your cottage, Jim? Up uh, Indian Point, up in the beautiful Thousand Islands. Yeah. And a St. Lawrence. In, in, Ham, in Hammond, right? In yeah, yeah and, in and Jim went to St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence University. So did uh, uh, Kirk Douglas, another mishpoka. Uh, he that's, that's uh, clearly mishpucha. Yeah, yeah. And although, uh, although, unlike his son, he didn't get tongue cancer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and he, I don't know how did he get that, Glenn. He got a wrestling scholarship. Uh, uh, oh, Kirk Douglas had a re- really. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Was Classic he doing that movie where he played the uh, 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 the, the the guy? What was that movie where he got into the hot tub with the other man? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who, Kirk Douglas or Kirk Michael Douglas? Douglas. Uh, what was that movie? Spartacus. Uh, Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus. They call me Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also good friends of Natalie Wood. Hey now. Anyway, <laughs> Amsterdam, New York. Yeah, she yeah. had a hull of a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he beat she the crap out of her. She bowed to her death while feeling very stern. I know. I right, know. I'm gonna go now. All right. Well, nice to see you. Watch your step, or oh, Joe Stanley will. Yes, thank Joe you. Stanley will take 
Joe, Joe Stanley, because Joe knows. Well, there you have it. West Hartford. I lived in West. Actually, I lived uh, right right outside Hartford for two years. Just between you and me, it's a crappy town. Ugh, don't go to Connecticut if if you can all uh, just stay away from Hartford, Connecticut. All right, listen, I got to do a break. AM twelve forty W E ten Watertown. Uh, I got to do a break. We'll be right back. Paid for by friends of Scott Gray. I'm Scott Gray, and I'm running. You know what? I'm, you know what I'm watching right now. Uh, they've been talking about this for months, and I, oh, now it, it just stopped for some reason. This is the moment that Rudolph Giuliani was on The Masked Singer, and, and they aired it last night, apparently. And, and it's a it's a ratings grab. A lot of people said, "Why? Well, how can you air this?" So of course you're going to air that. Rudolph Giuliani, or Rudy, he was on there as one of the masked singers. You know, just as the premise, this is when you don't know who the celebrity is. It's always some type of celebrity. B celebrity, C, D celebrity. In this case, a politician turned celebrity, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani. And uh, two of the judges walked out once they realized it was Rudy Giuliani. They felt betrayed. So I'm looking at that at the, at the very moment. And then and the audience, the reaction... The Asian guy in the dry eye commercial. He's so annoying. What the hell is his name again? You know, there's some people that just, you know, they, 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 they get famous because of, you know, their, their ethnic background. He was in those uh, Hangover movies, which I never could appreciate. Bradley Cooper, looked, he's, he's just seemed like he was out of place. But anyway, here's the, the, the masked singer, one of Fox's shows. Is that a Fox? It's a Fox show. And Rudolph Giuliani just took off his big-ass mask. And, and the audience is shocked. Like, oh, we're not supposed to... This, this great moment just turned into a horrible moment. Some white guy who is a Republican is on our show. It's not supposed to be. And, and, the, and, the, and, and, it's, and, the, and the one guy, I forget his name, I think he's... Is that the Alan Thicke's son? The guy that got caught for plagiarism? Not to mention that uh, Nick Cannon is the is the host who hates white people. Why did Rudy Gi- Giuliani do this, by the way? Anyway, uh, and now the Asian guy's got his arms crossed. He's all upset. This is just posturing. That's all this is. They're in front of their audience. If they're going to sit there and praise or or do nothing about Rudy Giuliani, the guy that who, who says that our president, you know, Donald Trump should still be our president, to the Asian guy and everyone in Hollywood, that's just. You might as well be a Nazi. You might as well be Vlad, Vladimir Putin. But poor, you know, poor Rudolph. Such disrespect. It's amazing. It really is. 755-1240. So that's out there. 755-1240. We talked earlier about the, the naked man in downtown. That happened yesterday. It is confirmed. There were two other sightings or reports of it uh, that were captured either on video and or another angle. So Photoshop was not the factor, which I thought afterwards it was. Uh, but that made for interesting radio yesterday. Uh, we also uh, talked about Stewart's uh, ad nauseum for the last three, four, five weeks. That story has kind of gone by uh, uh, to, to other pastors, thank God. So if you want to, you know, utilize in the last five minutes or so, give me a shout. I, I want to say this. I'm, I, I will not be here tomorrow. There will be no Live at Five show tomorrow, and here's why. Uh, but, you know, now the COVID restrictions are finally lifted. We're, you know, things are getting back to normal, and uh, my wife and I are going to go down to see the grandchildren tomorrow in Long Island. And uh, they're going to play two basketball games on Saturday, and we're going to attend both of them. 
But today, also as a footnote, because their vacation was this week down there, uh, they went to uh, City Field to watch the Mets beat the San Francisco Giants. So I posted a picture of both uh, uh, Trevor and Grant right there in left field at City Field uh, overlooking the, uh, the, the bullpen there with their, with their uh, father, Andrew. So that was awesome. It's just great to see. It really is. Yeah, I know. And they should be at a Yankee game. But that's okay. That's okay. Dad's a Met fan. He's from Long Island, and we, we won't hold that against him. I'm from Queens, and I know I, I went to the dark side. Believe me, it was miserable. But that's neither here nor there. So uh, we're going there tomorrow, and we will watch them play basketball, and it's just going to be awesome. So we haven't, we haven't been down there since June, uh, and uh, typically we go down there at least twice, sometimes three times a year. So we're looking forward to that. But as a result, i got to leave early. I got to get out on the road probably around 3 o'clock so we can get there uh, the next day because it takes forever to get there. It's like, oh, geez, how long does it take to get to Long Island? Six hours? Uh, no, seven and a half. And it all depends on the time of day. If you, were, for instance, were to leave, um, you know, let's just say that you left here at 11 o'clock on a weekday, especially at the end of the, uh, end of the week. If you left at 11 o'clock, say anything after Memorial Day, forget it. Forget it. You're not going to get there. Because by the time you roll, right, by, then you're going to start getting into the metropolitan area right around 4 o'clock. And depending upon whether or not you take, uh, you know, you, you, you take Route 80 to Fort Lee or you take the throughway down in through the Bronx and then go over the, the bridges there, uh, you're screwed. I don't care who you, I don't care where you're going. You're, you're not going to get there. Friday, Memorial Day weekend, 10 hours. If you're lucky. It, it's amazing. It's like, oh, we're doing such great time. We made it to Binghamton in two and a half hours. Oh, we're in Scranton. Oh, my God, we're moving along here. No problems whatsoever. Oh, this is great. And then you get to Fort Lee, New Jersey. And then you're still another four hours away from where you got to go. It's, it's, uh, why do people live this way? Why? Why have you accepted this? Where you spend at least an hour and a half a day just getting back and forth. Three hours a day. Ah, it drives me nuts. Dri- drives me crazy if someone's using up two lanes on Arsenal Street and I have to go over 40, to 40 miles an hour and risk getting a speeding ticket. Hopefully I can talk my way out of it. Nothing worse than bumper to bumper. Nothing is worse than going nowhere. I'd rather drive 20 miles out of my way as long as I'm moving. I, I, I know that sounds crazy, especially these days when d- gas is, is at a premium. But you're going to spend a lot you're gonna spend a lot of money sitting idle. Idly, rather. Last call of the day. Yeah, real quick for your fans. Uh, you know, you should talk to the boss about doing the best of. You know, don't just go away. I know, you I know. know. Listen, we put used on, put on the yeah. best of tape. I, I wish. I, you know, we used to do that when Dave Vance owned <laughs> the place. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. But J- Jim doesn't want to yeah. do that. I don't know why. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. No, but you're well, right. We should do that. Have but, a good, really, it would be enjoyable. I appreciate and, it. have a good and safe weekend. Thank you, my friend. And thanks for the thought. That's an excellent thought. Uh, Dave did it all the time. <laughs> Rules were different back then. That's another reason why Jeff Graham never misses a day. He can come in here with, you know, like leukemia or something. He'd still come in here. Because if he didn't, Jim would just air something else. He's not going to do the best of the hotline at the noon hour. And Jeff knows that. He knows who his bread is buttered. No, just kidding. No, it's the truth. I mean, we should have the best of for Jeff if he's not here. Jeff hasn't missed a day in, like, what, 10 years? Since uh, Cindy Habib came in and, and belittled him right on his own show. That was funny. 
All right, listen, to getting down to the nitty-gritty, meaning i got to sign off. AM 1240, Debbie Eats, and Have a great weekend, folks, and we'll see you on Monday. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting.